Blog Talk Radio. Ten, nine, that gets you up close and personal with some of today's hottest stars. Got a question? Call in at 646-595-4228. Now, now here's Navelle Day Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Buzzworthy Radio here on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee. It is Wednesday, January 11, 2012, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on your internet streaming computers. I recently had the chance to sit down and have a great chat with somebody that I think you all need to take notice of. He's the music composer for ABC's Revenge. He also does some, some bits on Shameless. And he's got a soundtrack coming out for the movie On the Ice. Uh, which we talked about uh, previously. So it, it's it's a lot of stuff that you guys are going to like. We did tease a little bit about revenge in this show. I can't say much. Well, the reason why I can't say much is because he didn't say much. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview that we did with Eisler from Revenge. Here you go. Hello. All right, so... This man, I, I can't, I can't say enough about. He sees me on Twitter all the time, pretty much pimping the hell out of this show every Wednesday night at ten o'clock on ABC. This is Eisler, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he does a lot of, he does the music uh, compositions for for Revenge that you hear. And yeah, man, I mean that's that's just one hot happening show. I, I just love quote-unquote, being a part of it. Can I it's, say that? Yeah, it, it's crazy, isn't it, how it's taken off absolutely insane. I don't think any of us were expecting it to go this high, this fast, but believe me when I tell you we're all very, very thankful. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the fans are amazing. I mean, the, the whole Twitter thing is just uh, kind of blows my mind, really. I never really I never uh, knew much about it. Or, yeah, I mean, obviously I knew what Twitter was, but I, I didn't really know. I certainly didn't know how to use it until the show came along, put it that way. So it's, oh, really? been, it's been amazing getting sort of uh, thrown into that whole world. It's just, you, you're there all the time. You just have to read that revenge uh, timeline that they got going on every day, if not every Wednesday. And you just right. everybody just come right out. I mean, I've never seen so many retweets in my life. No. It's, from, in fact, a friend of mine, uh, friend of mine in England who's a these uh, TV presenter that I've known for for years and years um, tweeted me about five in the morning or something, and just said, "All right, enough with the bloody retweet. Stop. We don't even know what you're talking about over here." Oh, that tweet. <laughs> you know, it's just something occurred to me. Yeah, this thing isn't out in England yet, so um, so I guess I've got that to come. Hopefully, you know, we um, we're not sure when it's coming out in England yet, but I'm looking forward to that day. When it all twigs and they make sense of it all, yeah, I'm getting, lovely. I'm getting tweets all the time now, going like, "You, you must love that revenge show, don't you?" And I, I'm like, "Well, considering I tweet about it all the time and flooding up people's timelines with, with this, 24/7, I think that should answer your question." 
So what, what is it you what is it you love about the show so much? Wow. Okay. This this took a turn, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm interviewing you now. Come on, speak up, sir. All right. I what do I love about the show? Well, you know, you pretty much nailed it on the head the first time you actually started tweeting me when we first uh, first met on the on the internet phase. Is that it's a soap. You know, it's a right. soap, it, it, and uh, you know, this is this is the kind of stuff I grew up with in the '80s. You know, like especially yeah. with the primetime serials that were on uh, back in the day, ranging from Dallas and Dynasty to Not Flanding right. and all that stuff. And I was I was so invested in, in, in those shows, and this is definitely one of those shows that could be something like that. That's now finally back into the the primetime. Because you don't really have a show that's on in prime time that continues on from week to week to week that has a continuous Yeah, quality, sure. Where, you know, pretty much everything now is just like after one episode, it moves on to something new in the next one. But, I mean, yeah, of course, this one moves on to something new, but it still has the continuing story of what the show is about. So you don't really, you don't have that anymore in prime time. And this no, I guess I guess not. And it, it's funny because I never, you know, I, when I when I took the project on, I never thought of it as a soap. It never really occurred to me until suddenly all this stuff started springing up in the press, and you know, and it was just the latest. It's exactly what you said. It's the latest incarnation of Dallas and Dynasty, and 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 it's uh, uh, you know, it's soapy this and soapy that, and it's everybody's guilty pleasure. And I just thought, what are they talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a you know because I, I I really thought of it um, as a thriller at first when you know when we did the pilot. Um, yeah. Philip Moyes, who directed the pilot, has done tons of great thrillers like Clear and Present Danger and uh, Patriot Games and Salt and so you know so really that's how we were approaching it and in scoring it and writing the music for it that's really how. I sort of approach it. Um, but the fact, I think the reason it's been so successful is the fact that Mike Kelly has really em- embraced the idea of it being a soap and he he loves that concept. And, and you're right, people have gone nuts over it. People love that idea, you know, um, with all of the intrigue and the backstabbing and the, I mean, everybody's playing everybody, you know, um, that, which is endless yeah. fun to write music for. It's, it's funny you said that because yeah, I I was I was telling this to somebody the other day and I was like, this is a show where I don't know what's going to happen week to week. Right. Um, you know what I mean? I I I figure something out, but then all of a sudden it goes into something else. Yeah, but believe me, it's it's going to get twisted. I mean, it is going to get so twisted. I, these are some deeply fundamentally unhappy people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah, you know? <laughs> why not? There are so many skeletons in so many closets. It's just preposterous. Uh, okay, so so explain to me how you do the compositions for all of these characters on this show. I mean, I, I don't. I just sit here and I'm just like, how are they able to think of how to write the music? Right, this character or this theme, like the thought process that goes into it. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it's really tricky for me to sort of describe that idea because um, I, I, I don't really know, mate. 
<laughs> it, it just sort of happened. It, I mean, there's, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm actually going to walk down into my studio and um, sit at the piano. Um, maybe I can explain a couple of these things. I mean, basically, um, you know, in a technical sense, I go and sit down with uh, Mike Kelly every week and with with the producers, and we sort of watch the the latest cut of the the latest episode, and then we talk about where music should go and where music should, you know, come out, come in, come out. Um, and that's called the spotting session. Now, basically, mm. that happens, you know, on a weekly basis. But as to how how I really sort of come up with it, I, I guess it's a very thematic show in terms of, um, you know, it's not like necessarily every character has a theme that plays every time they walk on screen. That would just be a bit too obvious, and it would be mildly irritating, to say the, say the least. Um but there is a there is a main theme to the show that I think links everything together. If you so I'm sitting at the piano right now. If you hear this melody, right? Yeah. Actually, played it wrong. Hang on. Right. It's just those, yeah, those notes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and uh, the, the you know there's a there's a long version of that theme, but whenever you hear that, that sort of that's a signature that something somewhere is is motoring along in this plot of Emily's, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, like she's really taking revenge on anybody that minute. It could be just the hand of Emily in everything that's kind of going on, whether she means it to be there or not necessarily, you know? Right. Um, so that's the main thing. You hear that a lot in the orchestra. You hear it a lot in the piano. You hear it in, in sort of all sorts of ways in the show. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a, a bunch of various themes. Tyler had a theme um, that you would hear. Let's see if I can remember. So you just hear this, right? Whenever Tyler came on screen at the beginning, you'd hear this. Oh. that Tyler had, I think the first time it popped up was, you remember that, whenever, I think he popped up in like episode, I don't know, five or something, I I can't remember now, five or six maybe? Right. Uh, And they're all on the tennis courts, they're playing a game of doubles, you know, how soapy is that? They're all (laughs) in their tennis white, playing tennis. And he says, hey Danny, let's hit a club. And he's like, hey man, you know I don't drink anymore. And and there's all these kind of, simmering looks exchanged between them and Emily and that's the first time you hear the Tyler theme so by the time it got to you know the last episode that aired yeah. when um, you know it didn't go quite so well for Tyler did it um. <laughs> that was that was a, that was some episode last week and I think that was more the episode where a lot of people started finding you out more right. so than before because of the music that was in the Tyler scenes. And, of course, I was already sunk in when Moonlight Sonata was playing at the beginning of the episode, but that's just <laughs> right. me. Well, that, that idea actually came from uh, Sandy Bookstaver, who's one of our uh, producers, uh, put yeah. that in the trailer. And, and the two of us talked, and I said, how about you know if we had this crazy sort of day-in-the-lifestyle cacophony coming out of this beautiful... 
Beethoven piece, you know, and just destroying it, and then two weeks or whatever it was, 24 hours previously, right, or two days previously. Again, you know, how did I not realise this was a soap? I mean, <laughs> not normal TV shows don't have title cards like two days previously, or you know, it's yeah, a, okay, it's a soap. All right, I get it now, and I'm late to the party, but I figured it out. Well, at least you now understand it. You know what I mean? Right. At least now you now get it. I know it. what I'm doing, which is not something I could have... You should have asked me first. I would have told you, like, right, even before right. this show now. Said, well, all right, just explain this to me. What the hell am I scoring? I was like, I was like, hello, you're you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. You follow me on Twitter. I'm writing this stuff about stuff. You should have just put it together. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm the last person it. to find out. Are Brits um, really this slow? I thought they were more intelligent than that. <laughs> right, right. She's trying to kill you. Wake up. <laughs> no offense uh, to yeah. any Brits that are listening to this show, but I'm just saying. Uh, right. <laughs> so you know, so that, so as far as scoring it goes, that's that's sort of where it all starts. It starts with the themes, and you know, various characters have themes. Um, and, and various characters also have versions of the main theme. Like, you know, the the main theme is a very sort of intrigue-filled minor key melody. Um, but then there are times like uh, one of the earlier episodes when there's a, there's a scene between Victoria and, um, you know, Emily's father, and they're, you know, and he's giving her the earrings, and it's like one of the first big flashbacks. And you yeah. suddenly hear that... that theme turn into a major key and it becomes this lovely sort of lush romantic thing except you know that you, you've already heard the dark version of it so you know there's something fundamentally rotten in Denmark underneath the whole thing you know what I mean <laughs> um, and you know another really good example of that is um, in the last episode the, the flashback on the beach yeah, yeah. and it, it's you know this is where Victoria turns on him finally this is she's finally crossed the line she has a chance to say oh david you know and she says i love you instead of um listen mate there's a swat team coming to your house at one you should maybe think about going to uh going to right aid or something <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't the bitch <laughs> well good because i don't like right aid but, uh, <laughs> but oh especially at one in the morning whoo yeah, but I totally get what you're saying, though. So, you know, bias aside, I don't like writing. Uh, but <laughs> how did you? Okay, so how did you get started in the whole music composition thing? You know, you, you worked with Robbie Williams, and you did, right? You know, it's like how did that officially come into play for you? I mean, it was a roundabout way. I, you know, this the sort of the story I always tell people is that I came to LA and I sort of, you know, I was in a band and I was, um, you know, sort of hustling like everybody else and, and giving, giving people, uh, you know, my album and all the rest of it and music supervisors, uh, you know, and that, that incidentally is a job that our music supervisor, Susan Kent does very, very well. Um, there's, you know, basically various music supervisors around LA who, who, uh, you know, started asking me to do bits and pieces for film. They first they'd they'd license one or two of my songs because originally, you know, I'm really a songwriter before I before I uh, came to film scoring. Right. So 
they would, you know, place. I had, you know, a song ended up in in an episode of ER and then some other stuff, and and gradually I started getting asked to do more and more things. And uh, you know, the thing is, I bumped into an old manager of mine a few months ago, and he said, um, you know, ten years ago, all you talked about when I managed you was. I want to do a film, I want to do a film, get me a film. And I'd say, come on, Isla, one step at a time, one step at a time. I can't remember anything about that conversation. I mean, but apparently, you know, film scoring was on my mind a long time ago. And, you know, I've always just loved movies. And um, that was, you know, when I was a kid and I was the typical sort of, uh, you know, weird, lonely indie kid who was, you know, sitting in his bedroom listening to Nirvana and going, oh, you don't understand me. Um, (laughs) It was either that or the movies. So it's sort of fairly logical. And and I ended up, you know, I I started off in bands. I I played in Robbie's band for a long time, for like five or six years, I think, Um, which was, that's basically, you know, my early 20s in in a blur um, of just being on the road and lunacy fairly, you know pretty much through through the entire period and, and fun you know just great fun and playing in front of huge crowds and you know actually everything from club crowds to sort of a hundred thousand people in a football stadium and wow. just, you know, having a having a amazing amazing time but then i decided at a certain point it was i sort of had enough not of touring i, I love touring but um of of just playing somebody else's music really and you know it was fun but I was you know I always wrote and that's what I really wanted to do so I I first moved to New York which was a you know it was a kind of a scary time because I went from this sort of insane jet set lifestyle that was essentially somebody else's you know Um, and then I ended up in New York to all intents and purposes homeless for two years and making music you know yeah. Um and it was it was fun but a little little frightening. Um and then uh you know, in a roundabout way I ended up in LA. Um I had a I had a deal with EMI at the time and I was here recording and uh I met um my now wife um and ended up moving over to LA where again, you know, I didn't know anybody over here at all. Right. Um and I guess film is sort of the logical place for musicians in L.A. to end up in some ways. Um, you know, there's certainly bands here, but it's not. this isn't the easiest place to uh, to start a band and get a following and, and because people are quite solitary in L.A., really. There's not you know, as much of a scene as you would think, certainly not as much as, as there is on the East Coast. Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's it's kind of... I always used to say LA's a great place to, to to work, you know, like it was a great place to come on tour because if you're here for two days and you've got something going on, people just roll out the red carpet and it's just party and, you know, it's brilliant. But when you live here, you suddenly realize that this is, the, it's sort of like, you know, you know when you see a film set, right, and you see this facade of a beautiful house and then suddenly yeah. you walk around the back of it and you go, hang on a minute, there's no house, it's just a plank with a bunch of wooden struts holding it up. Well, that's kind of what LA is. It's kind of it's like the guts of the music industry and the film industry. You know, it's not the the pretty exterior. It's just sort of what goes on every day. Um, 
and it's it's just <laughs> it's just like any other line of work except it's populated largely by lunatics. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so that you know, it took me a second to adjust to that, and um, you know, and now I'm one of them. <laughs> I can't get past that state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this is coming from a guy that just goes out there and visits at least right. three times a year. So I don't right. live there, but <laughs> the sad part of it is I totally understand that last phrase you just did. Maybe that's why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't take much to uncover it. I mean, because this is ju- it's just, it is, it's this bizarre little reality where, you know, it's like any other town with the gossips and the people peering out from behind their lace curtains, you know, yeah. except the dude behind the lace curtains is Tom Cruise, you know. And and uh, it's 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 uh, a little different. But, you know, and after a while of living here, you just sort of sink in to, to that being, not to that being your reality, I mean, unless you are one of those guys, but it, it's it's yeah. more like, you know, you find the people that, you really want to spend time with. And also, the one thing I will say about it is it's also pe- people often sort of see L.A. as a slightly vacuous and, and um, how can I put it, uh, not Show-off-y. the richest place artistically. Absolute bollocks. That's just not true. It's just this, is, this place is full of some of the most talented people on the planet because this is where they all congregate, you know, for right. because to to try and get their bit of success and all that. It may be harder to find, you know. Um but the culture's definitely here. It's not got the history that a lot of other places have, but you know, there's definitely a lot of talented people here, not least of all musicians. If if you we actually did a, a massive uh orchestra session for Revenge last night and if you could hear if you could be in that room when the players are, are playing that that you know that little theme I just tinkled out on the piano and played uh-huh. wrong. You know, when, uh-huh. when you stand in front of a big group of string players and they play that, I mean, it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It's it's just incredible. Absolutely. Um, and I think we have some of the best orchestra musicians in the world here, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. And and I hear that. On the ice, something about this, about the release uh-huh. of the soundtrack in this movie. That's um, right, yeah. Coming out next month, yeah. Yeah, it's that's a great little film. It's um, it's a that is definitely a thriller. It's a it's a thriller about um, it's a little independent film that played at Sundance last year, and uh, and it won the Silver Bear in Berlin, and it, it's you know it's a great little beautiful looking film about two. Um, uh, two Nupiak kids living in uh, Alaska mm-hmm. um, who go out uh, and basically you can see from the trailer, you know, they 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 um, they go out hunting on the ice and let's just say something horrific happens and the the film is really then trying to figure out how to deal with it and whether to cover it up and you know the consequences. Uh, and it, it's a it's a really it was a really fun film to score. So I'm 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 really proud that that's coming out and that soundtrack's coming out soon. And and uh, it's I'm, I'm stoked for you all to hear it. 
so we can find more information about this at uh, on the ice the movie com. You and can the- indeed, and um, and you can also you know basically if you follow me on Twitter and on uh, Facebook, which I, I think it's Facebook dot com slash Eisler or something. Um, you just will look up Eisler. You'll know all about that's it. all. <laughs> just look up Eisler. Just look up Eisler. That's all. Don't look up Eisler. You'll find me. I'm not yeah. hard to find. I don't hide. <laughs> And are you uh, are you still um, doing stuff for Shameless or or no? I am. Yeah, it's still... sort of an intermittent thing. It, it's uh, I mean, it's such a fun gig. Uh, it, it's they don't usually have a composer, but basically, when they get stuck and they have a scene where just dropping in a song isn't really going to fix it because it's whatever a long scene or it takes too many twists and turns, then they call me, and I it's about as far away from Shameless as you get. You know, Shameless, uh, as uh, from Revenge, as you could get, sorry. Revenge is, yeah. you know, this 30-piece orchestra. And then uh, Shameless is basically, you know, form, a four-piece band. Um, okay. And uh, and it's, you know, it's rock stuff, and it's... Um, I literally just sketch it out and play it, and, and it's it's really, really... It's amazing fun to, to do. So I just did two episodes of that for uh, for this season, which I think I think it just premiered actually the other day. Didn't it? Yeah, it showtime. Yeah, it's I think it's premiered on Showtime. On, is it Sundays? Yeah. Thanks yeah. for telling me, man. I don't know anything about it. You're busy on. doing other things. I, I think great. this is why I need you to meet to keep people up to date. Right, I look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna call you up and be like, look, man, what day is that album coming out? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably would be the best solution. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the only practical one. I think we should do it. Yeah, you know, you know, that's that's all I'll see on on my phone log. It'll be like, oh look, it's 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 Eisler asking, and it's like, when does when does on the ice album come out? I'm like, yeah, really? yeah. So his album's <laughs> coming out. He doesn't know it's coming out, but it is. Just trust me. I don't know. I guess I'm the answer for everything. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, that's I'm gonna, gonna be in my. Yeah, that'll be in my bio probably tomorrow. Look, you know, I'm wishing Revenge the Best of Luck for tomorrow, the People's Choice Awards, obviously so. Yeah, um, thank you. I do, ho- I do hope they take that home. Um, Likewise. Deserving. And, uh, and of course, you know, the, uh, Madeline's uh, Madeline Golden Globe nomination, which Golden is amazing. Globe. Yes, that airs on Sunday. It's coming Sunday, yes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, did I forget anything? I think I got everything. No, I think I got we, everything. we were pretty comprehensive about. Well, let's see. We got revenge. We got um, L.A. Lunatics. We got. Uh, yeah, I think we covered me. Follow him on Twitter at Eisler. He'll he'll tweet the behemoth out of you. If you definitely talk up the revenge and basically build up his ego. Trust me, I do it all the time. So. <laughs> yes, you are the only thing that is between me and the ins- the uh, insane asylum. So I thank you. Oh, well, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to boost people's egos and flood people's timelines up about revenge and utter nonsense. Well, you do job. a great job, man, and, and thank you. You you know, you really, you actually really do pump the show up, and it's it, the fans are amazing, and we've got a lot to be thankful for. So thank you, and thank you to all the fans. Oh, absolutely. And uh, plus, I wanted to get this comment in here before we did wrap up, is that, you know, that... Uh, ABC, ABC did their TCAs today, and you know they were, they did mention about revenge and it coming back for a season two, and it could possibly 
maybe wrap up her story and move out of the Hamptons by next season? I've heard things, but um, if I mentioned anything, then I suspect the uh, the ABC hit squad would be at my house. Yeah, you'll get revenge, too, if you say anything. Yeah. We yeah, all want better, that. better keep a lid on that, but I don't know. Sounds sounds good to me, man. Um, but also, you know, one thing I should mention is that ABC are about to start a, a revenge score blog on their website, so look out for that. It's going to be really fun. We actually filmed really? the... Uh, the orchestra session last night and we're going to have stuff you know every week or two just a sort of behind the scenes thing so that's going to be really good fun and some competitions and giveaways too so watch out for that oh nice thanks for telling me that (laughs) this will be first in line (laughs) exactly I know that name oh yeah I know him but uh, yeah, thanks for letting us know that we'll be on the lookout for it uh, for sure so yeah if you know if you find anything more just and it's up on the Twitter, man. We'll definitely be on the lookout. The Twitter on the Internet. Absolutely. Iver, thank you so much, man, for... It's been a pleasure. Here. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Hey, I'm Gabriel Mann, and you have the pleasure right now of listening to Buzzworthy Radio. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.